Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. And the Pacers hold on. I don't get it. He decked it. He was into his shot. The ball was already up. I don't understand that last call. That's the way things are going for this club right now. And they are suddenly 0-3 at home on this homestand. It looks... Late night, WEEI, it's KJ. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Welcome. If you are now checked out of the Celtics game, the way the Celtics were checked out in that game tonight, 117-112, losing three in a row. Time to panic? No, it's not Christmas yet. The Christmas game is two games away. However, you do want to win the Friday's game against Minnesota, which is going to be a pretty tough game with a lot of size, and you'll be able to get a lot of workout from Robert Williams. But tonight, I'll tell you what that is here in two minutes. Look, Tatum dropping 41, and I've been saying this now for the last week or so, if you're not starting to play defense, it doesn't matter if it looks sexy putting up 120 a game. 42 in the first quarter, 29 in the second quarter. What the Celtics did best last year was the fourth quarter. Giving up, scoring 27, holding their opponents to 17 points. But not tonight. It seemed like they were trying to play catch up. They heard the booze at halftime. I mean, my goodness. (laughs) I think social media has really gotten the immediacy of people to say, if this is not happening within the next 15 minutes, I'm going to be irate. And the team has lost three in a row. I mean, it happens. Now, granted, the quality of teams that they've lost to in this losing streak, yeah, that's the tough part. But still, I said there was going to be some type of bump or hiccup. I would rather it happen now, after game 31, than after game 71. Remember, I told you, I think, Joe, a couple nights ago, uh, Joe, thanks you so much for being here. Like, game 77 is is the second game against the Bucks. That's the game I'd be a little more worried about. You can't get all tight in the chest over games in late November or December, especially with the team already has over 20 wins. Oh, gosh. 
there's a part of me, and let me just put on my silver hat, you know, with the little radar on there, the conspiracy theory hat, that maybe tonight's performance you saw was over some of the stupid comments floating around after that second loss in this three-game losing streak about Jason Tatum not being there and at his child's birthday party, which was the day before on Saturday. I got a newsflash. Most kids have their birthday parties on Saturdays. Yeah, those who are going against it sound absolutely ridiculous. And here's the thing. They hear and see those things because social media is an echo echo chamber. Now, granted, Tatum had 41 tonight. I mean, it wasn't the greatest of shooting, 13-25, 4 from 11 for 3. Brown was worse. But these guys hear that, and, and you have to wonder, is there a small percentage that affected that? What you saw tonight on the court to start off with. Like, no one expects, like, what is a five-year-old child? Like, here's the crazy thing about that whole situation, about Tatum being at his birthday, at his child's birthday party. People were condemning or going at Tatum for nothing he was doing on the court. Nothing. But these guys, they're young. They see this stuff. They're affected by it. Now, you may say, oh, they should get over it. But, you know, look, you might have been through a couple of divorces. You know, like you might have had, you might have gone through like these guys are still very much in their early 20s. And don't necessarily know what criticism looks like or just starting to really understand where it should be and where it should not be. And it should not be on a five-year-old kid. And what makes it sad is. Oh, there's all these narratives about, you know, these NBA guys that got all these kids everywhere. Jason Tatum has never hidden his child since day one. Never. And, and people are going to take shots at that? I, you know what? I'm, I, I might, I'm, if I was one of the players and I knew that was going on, I might just give the fan base a big nothing burger at the half. Just to, just to kind of send them a little salvo that... We control your emotions more than you control our purse strings. I mean, most people don't realize that in these players' contracts, they usually have to give up maybe about 1% of their salary to charity. You know how you do that? (laughs) Go ahead and take that game check that I was supposed to play in. I'm not here. It's a charity. Your choice. So literally, Jason Tatum might have delivered two gifts in that game against Orlando, one to charity and one being there for his son at five. That's an important age. See a little kid. Sometimes they struggle to hold up three. They can hold up three fingers pretty well. They get to four, it gets confusing, but they can hold it. I'm five years old. It's going to miss that because you feel like your parlay has to hit in a game against Orlando. Man, you could man, kick rocks with that. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, Celtics lose, 117-112 to the Pacers. Uh, look, Robert Williams has come back and doing exactly what he's supposed to do. 12 rebounds, 7 offensive, 5 defensive, 12 total, 2 assists, 6 points, 3 of 5 from the field. That's that's Robert Williams right there, 22 minutes. So that's to me, that's the good sign that he's able to run 22 minutes this early on. So maybe it's a case of those numbers get bumped up and come the game with Giannis on Christmas Day. I think that's all cylinders need to be hitting. So that's why I'm not panicking about a third straight loss. You know, people are like, oh, did they peak too soon? I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I would really hate to see some people, how they react when they find out that there's not enough milk left in the carton 
and they've poured the bowl of cereal. But like, don't you I, think part of it, though, is like the opponents, like Orlando's not that good, Indiana's like not that good. Like, does that factor into why they think the sky is falling? Man, a, shun, a sun is shot on a dog's ass twice a day, right? Like a broken clock is right twice a day. This happened last year with the Pistons. You remember the Pistons seemed to have the Celtics number? But it didn't make the Pistons better from last year to this year. It's just my thing is where do you want the hiccup to happen? Do you want it to happen in mid-December when you might you you still probably haven't made trades to solidify what you want to do on the bench? You're just getting Robert Williams back. So yeah, you might say, well, it's that that team is bad. You know, look, Indiana they're gonna have to have some some wins this year. Orlando, they're gonna have to have some wins this year. I mean, look what happened to Golden State tonight. If you want something even worse, Golden State gave up 91 points in the first half. They got, they drugged. But here, you know, like, oh my gosh, they've lost three straight. They lost a kid. Why did they lose to Atlanta? Why is that his kid's birthday party? I don't know if you know the story of Jalen Rose, whose father played in the NBA. If you don't know about it, go look it up and see how it affected him. And Jalen Rose ended up in the NBA. It's important for a lot of these players. I take my hats off to them now. We're we're in this environment of taking your personal time and you needing your mental space. How come it doesn't work for these players? Why? What? What? They can't take it. You can't go create memories because he's got to now. Now, now, in fairness, I have a child that's born in June, and I might be like, you know what? We're kind of moving this party to like maybe the day before the travel day. <laughs> If you're playing that late in June. But you look, your child's birthday's in December. The season's not even 40 games in. You know what? Next year, you know where Jason Tatum's going to be for his kid's sixth birthday party? Probably not playing. And the seventh, and the eighth, and the ninth, because that games are still going to be in mid-December. Brother, if you're in the league for 20 years... I want to see you at his 25th birthday. Be like, yeah, you remember everybody started talking about some birthday number five. Look, salute players, these young men who are willing to be there for their children in real time, willing to give up a game check. I mean, his game check, he might have given up what you make a whole year, and that might be what really bothers some. Well, man, if I made that much money. Well, maybe you should have been in the gym. Maybe. So I'm not panicking about a third straight loss. I would like to see this thing turn around in the Minnesota game. That Minnesota game is now a must win because you don't want to go into that Milwaukee game on Christmas Day losing four straight. That's just not what that's just you just don't want to set that narrative up and now feel like you have to play catch up on national television. Now you're getting into another mental space and maybe the conversation is different next week. And remember, Minnesota is a team without their best player, Carl Anthony Towns. So it's a winnable game. Right. But they're also sneaky big, right? Like that's where the Celtics could suffer. If there's a little bit of size, Orlando's got a little bit of size. That's where you suffer. Tonight was one of those games with just a lot of mistakes and just kind of seemingly absent mindedness, right? It's not like Tyrese Halliburton went off for 50. He wasn't the game high scorer. I mean, Aaron Naismith is the second leading scorer for the Pacers. So you're not talking about, oh my gosh, the Pacers were just dominant all over the place. No. Halliburton was just more consistent from the field, right? So it looked like the guy was doing everything, but gosh, I mean, you shoot 50% from the field and 
about 50% from three, you look efficient. And, and like miss one free throw, yeah, you look efficient. And you're dishing out assists. Yeah, that, that's going to look flashy. But really, it was more about the Celtics' mistakes. And if you give up 71 points the first half, you're not playing defense. That's what I've been saying. Time to start falling in love with the defense that you had last year. Who cares about the 120? You could have won this game with 118. <laughs> like, you know, like if you just step up the defense, it, you know, like you try to turn around, even in that third quarter, you still gave up 29. So it's like, okay, we'll try to outscore them. That's not always going to work. The ball's not always going to fall. But you can all get tougher. The shots be tougher. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJ, late night here, WEEI. All right, still to come. Got to talk about the Patriots' upcoming game on Saturday. And looking at the weather forecast, oh, no, another factor might be affecting the offense. But right now it's time to trend with Joe Braverman. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Well, the Patriots are back on the practice field ahead of their Christmas Eve showdown with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yadni Kajus was a full participant at practice for the first time in weeks. Meanwhile, Jonathan Jones and Tyquan Thornton were added to the limited practice list, along with Damian Harris, Jack Jones, Jacoby Myers, and Ramondre Stevenson. And on the DNP list was Jalen Mills, Devontae Parker, and just added was long snapper Joe Cardona with an ankle injury. For Cincinnati, defensive lineman Sam Hubbard did not practice, and Trey Hendrickson was limited. Wide receiver T. Higgins was a full participant, and quarterbacks Mike Hilton and Eli Apple were limited. In other Patriots news, Matt Judon was selected as the lone Patriots Pro Bowl selection. (laughs) The Celtics have now lost three straight following their 117-112 loss to the Indiana Pacers. They were down as much as 29 at halftime and as much as 30. Indiana shot 47% from the field and 46% from three. Jason Tatum finished with 41. Tyrese Halliburton with 33 points and eight assists. And he got to tuck his kid into bed Saturday night. He woke up and had breakfast with his son Sunday. Good for Tatum. (laughs) They'll host the Minnesota Timberwolves this Friday. Tip-off will be at 7.30. The Bruins will continue their homestand against the Winnipeg Jets on Thursday night. Craig Smith has been recalled from Providence a day after clearing waivers. Puck draw for that game will be at 7. Nominees for the 2023 Basketball Hall of Fame were released. First-year notables are headlined by Greg Popovich, Dwayne Wade, Pau Gasol, Dirk Nowitzki, and Tony Parker. And Carlos Correa is changing course and heading to the Mets (laughs) on a 12-year $315 $315 million deal after a, quote, difference of opinion, according to his agent what? Scott Boris, on his physical with the Giants. So let me guess. He left it. He left a Brazilian nut in the office and then came back and said, you know what? I can't do this. You know, like, what? That's the. This may be one of the crazier stories, and I wonder what it does to Scott Boris's reputation, especially now if the Mets are willing to overpay and overpay. Like if a guy says, you know, I sneezed and I feel something in my chest. Scott, call the Mets. Well, the three fifty, <laughs> the three fifteen is less than the three fifty that was the Giants' offer, so it but had look, to have been the, something deeper. But the Mets have already spent a lot of money, right? Like, what's another three fifteen at this point? It's a good point. It's a lot of luxury tax there for Steve Cohen. Oh. And some terrible news from the NFL: Steelers great Franco Harris, known for the immaculate reception, died earlier overnight. This is only days before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception was going to be honored in Pittsburgh between the Steelers and the Raiders. Harris was 72. Yeah. Kids either wanted to be Franco Harris, Tony Dorsett, 
or like Sam Bam Cunningham, like when they were growing up. So like that's an icon of the game right there in, in Franco Harris. Yeah, there was a podcast I was listening to that uh, the uh, host said like fans of the NFL had to have watched that at least 300 times. And I know myself, I've seen that play over and over and over, and it's still unreal for Franco Raider fans Harris. still won't watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I still think Mac Jones is the quarterback, you know, uh, of the foreseeable future with the uh, Patriots. And um, that's something that'll be fixed. It's everybody else around him. Those are the guys that got to worry. Those are the guys. Bill Belichick is still going to be the coach if he decides to want to continue to coach, and I think that he will, and they're going to just do an overhaul. You know, they're going to keep some of the key guys, and they're probably going to go out for a change and spend some money in free agency to get back, you know, in the mix to be more competitive. But they got to spend some money, too, so I'm going to put that out there. Late night, WEEI 617-779-7937, text line 37937. That's Ty Law earlier this week on WEEI. Saying, look, Mac Jones is the quarterback for the foreseeable future, and it's what I've said ever since Mac was put back in the game after the whole Chicago debacle. Mac Jones is the quarterback for the rest of the year. I don't care how bad or good he looks in games, and last week he looked bad. Really bad. Yeah, I'm not buying the Brady coming back as well because I think that would just be too much of a distraction. Down, Do you end, do you end up saying... Okay, well, if Brady comes back, what do you do with Mac Jones? You know, Belichick barely carries two quarterbacks. Now he's going to actively carry three because you're not going to just say, Zappy's gone. Does Hoyer stay around with kind of a clipboard? So, yeah, I think there's just too much furniture to move around where, again, like I said, I don't think Belichick minds that there's no longer two kings inside the castle. One that worships Tom, the other one that worships Bill. Worships Bill. I'm not saying that he needs the worship. I, he could care less about that. But it just becomes a bigger distraction, right? You almost call it Frankenstein. You're like, hey, look, you never took the guy. Does he become who he is? And the other side of it is, do you become who you are as the coach if you don't go get you know yourself a young Frankenstein? So who wants to put that back in the bottle? It's good for fodder. It's good for talking conversation and so forth and everything but for the structure of the team and what you're trying to do and oh lord forbid that you know because brady seems to go off now now he's breaking things or slamming things down you know 
that happens next year on the sideline, you know, does it become, you know, something even worse? It's, it's just not even worth that long term. Even short term, that would just be a headache. I mean, it would be it would be a feel good. It would be like eating candy instead of your dinner. I've had a bad day. Well, you should eat some vegetables to get you some some you know some important nutrients to get your mood back up. I just want a candy bar. Tastes good, but it isn't going to be ultimately healthy for you just for that short period of time. But Mac Jones, look, seven touchdowns, eight interceptions. 65% completion rating, so completion percentage, which isn't horrible, but it just nothing says downfield. Average yards per throw, under seven. The attempts, under six. Whew. To 10 yards per game. QBR of 82.5. Turnovers have come down for the team. So, you know, I, I think if there was a couple things you would want to take away like, okay, to stop the bleeding from becoming a hemorrhage, right? You had to, the offensive line had to show that it can, can keep Mac Jones up because that was just absolutely abysmal and it's been better over the last few weeks. When I say few, I mean three. And Mac couldn't be making just open, plain mistakes a la Zach Wilson. You know, like, bro, that's not even a green shirt over there within five yards. So those have disappeared and. But it's just such a the defense. I mean, the, the offense is just in so much trouble, right? In first downs, twenty eighth in the league in first downs. Like you're not moving the ball. Twenty fifth in attempts, twenty third in yards, thirtieth in touchdowns, eighteenth in interceptions. So you see how that number's coming down. But rushing, seventeenth in attempts. The best that the Patriots are offensive-wise is starting field position, so that's actually a special team number, and they're, they're first. The turnovers are down. They're, they're sixth in the league in turnovers. So you've gotten that so far, but you feel like we should be at the point of there should be so much more. And Ty Law had mentioned that Bill is going to have to spend. What's me holding my breath? Because that's already happened. And maybe that's where Kraft steps in and says, you know, what you bought last time didn't get what you thought or what we expected to get. And you don't necessarily want to throw more money at a continuing problem, right? Like, if you're a free agent offensive player, are you really kicking down the door to come here if the answer is Matt Patricia is still going to be the offensive coordinator next year? Right, like all these things factor in. So it it's great if you want to spend money, see the Reds. Well, well, don't see the Red Sox. It's great if you have money, see the Red Sox, but don't want to spend it, see the Red Sox. Then why would players start to come? That's why this year Mac Jones developing and progressing would then be able to kind of create that brochure, you know, like come to New England. Dun, da, 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 da. We've got Mac Jones, a hot upcoming quarterback throws a pretty ball and we'll get the ball to you. Da, 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 da. Historic franchise with rabbit fan base. They love winners and if you're a winner, you probably don't have to pay for your beer or dinner. You can't. There, there's no flyer you can put out like that right now. And you wonder how long is it going to take to get to that point. 617-779-7937 text line 
37937, still to come in 15 minutes, NFL dead or alive. Literally some zombies have reappeared, Joe. Like, what? They've been dead for like the last two or three weeks, and now they're alive. So NFL dead or alive may be the most exciting one so far this year in 15 minutes. Here's Patriots tight end coach Nick Haley talking about what the Bengals' defense does good preparing for Saturday's game. Yeah, they're tough. They play hard. They're well-disciplined, um, period. Um, they, they have a very good uh, defense. They're very well-coordinated. Uh, they play together as a unit extremely well, um, you know, and, and that, you know, they're, they're all around the ball. They play very hard. Um, and that, you know, I think they're a very, very good defense, and they'll present a, a huge challenge for us. we gotta, we got to play our best football on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, you know, you're really going to have to lean on the running game um, because there's been a new factor against the offense. It's called the forecast. High of 25 on Saturday. Gusting winds. I mean, it's just going to be, it's, I mean, it's going to be a, a, just a wild night Friday, possibly power outages and so forth. And then usually, as you know, when these strong systems come through the area, even though the bad stuff might have happened like the day before, the night before, there's still these gusts of winds, the biting wind, yeah, that's remnants. the trip. Yeah, the the trail winds on the back of that storm front. So are you saying that we could see Mac Jones throw it only three times again? Would that be a bad thing now? <laughs> like, I'm not being funny, but would that be a bad thing now? And considering the last question that was on the board after that Las Vegas game was, why didn't you try for a Hail Mary? And then there's just kind of this convoluted, maybe confusion about how the question was taken that was answered by Belichick where some came away with like, okay, Matt can't throw that far. And I was like, Hey, that's in a dome. What do you think Saturday's going to be? I'll tell you what it's not. It's not a dome and it's not going to be balmy in Las Vegas weather. And so this is where the defense of the Bengals are definitely going to be honed in on Ramondre Stevenson. I think their game plan is we don't fear anybody else in that offense but Ramondre Stevenson. And to the point now where the quick game almost has to happen, not so much to eventually break it up and get like a, you know, Hunter Henry 25, 30 yard pass, because I don't know what that will do in the wind, that everything's going to be really within 15 yards and more. So if there's something good that the Patriots could take away from what they've been able to do in the short game, and which has kept Mac off of his back, reduce the penalties, okay, um, moving the ball downfield, reducing turnovers. That if you prepare to do this, this is the game that you you almost have to say, oh wow, what people have said, oh, or you know, this looks ugly, or this, everything. Like you might have to do it this game. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line. 37937 KJ late night here on WEEI. Um here's Mac Jones uh on on MFM a couple days ago talking about like his experience going through tough games. Yeah, I think everyone has those experiences and um it's tough, right? I mean, they're both super competitive guys, me too, and it it doesn't come down to that last play. I think when we watch the film, there's so many things we could have done to not even be in that situation. So it's hard to even talk about and stuff, but those guys are competitive and they're going to just like us or just like me and everybody else in the room, we're going to move on from it and um, learn from it. And that's all you can do, right? It's in the past. And um, we're all out there giving it everything we got. And um, those guys especially are two of our our best players. And um, I love those guys. And we're going to grow from it and move on. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's called the red zone score. 29th in plays 
The Patriots average just under they average under six plays per possession. I think I saw a tweet from Mike Reese about like percentage or success rate and that they were at the bottom, like 32nd in red zone offense. Yeah. So that this is what's so so defeating about that. Again, the Patriots have the best starting field position than any other team in the league after a kickoff or a punt return. They're on 31. You're pretty you don't even have to play from the 20s to the 20s. You're already on an average starting from the 30. So if if a defense does and the Patriots of defense historically has been really good at this is if if the bend don't break model if there is a number chart if you will, it's well 25 now, right? It used to be 20 to 20. That they'll give up they'll give up some stuff to you and then it starts to slow down once you start getting to the Patriots 30 25-yard line, that's really when they start to tighten things, right? That they can cover 30 yards of the field even more effectively than they could when they had to cover 50 yards behind them. So nothing's getting behind them. They're going to keep everything in front of them. They'll hold you to field goals. But this team is getting the ball starting at the 30. So you're saying, hey, look, where just about everybody else has to pretty much go an additional 5, 10 yards just to get into field goal range. The special teams is setting you up to to almost get to the red zone. You should be there regularly just on basic generic drives, right? If you have three drives and you've gone 30 yards at least, you're somewhere near field goal range, and that's the minimum, right? If you start at your own 30, 20 yards to the 50, 10 more yards to the 40, you'd probably say, okay, a fourth drive would get you into field goal range doing the basic minimum moving the chains, and that's not happening. Their scoring percentage, 34%. The defense, it's a different story. Lights out, man. Turnover percentage, seventh in the league, third and only allowing first downs, Second in interceptions, first in rushing and tu- holding rushing touchdowns and allowing rushing touchdowns. You know, like the only thing you can't 29th in scoring percentage. That's absolutely crazy. In other words, nobody's really putting points on the on, on the defense. That's why I think it's so fascinating. Like I think the big story for this week is Bengals offense versus Patriots defense, and I know we'll get into it later. But I'm just so curious how. This Patsy goes against Burrow and Mixon and all the talent that Cincinnati has. Well, the, the, they're going to have that same weather out there, right? But I, I think it, the real story is the Patriots offense versus the Patriots offense, right? Like, this is where the Patriots offense has to stand in the mirror and say, you already know that you've pretty much got to win out the rest of the season just to have a shot to be in the conversation for the playoffs. Forget the conversation of do you think they deserve to be in there or not. They're in that position. If they run the table, they may be, it might be like an American Idol day where, you know, like, will will your 10 and 7 be good enough, right? Versus you lose, if you lose Saturday, then now you're almost thinking you're going to need help no matter what you do the last two games of the season. You'll still need help. And so that might even be more defeating and crushing knowing that, hey, if you're taking care of this game over here. Or the worst thing that can happen is, oh man, now that Jacoby Myers backwards lateral interception by Chandler Jones, 
looms even larger because if that's a game you win, you might be talking about a team that has 11 wins versus the 10 winning outright, right? So, you know, this is where I say it's it's not so much because I think the defense is going to do what it needs to do against Joe Burrow. Their offensive line, while it's gotten better, it isn't, you know, we're not talking about Hall of Famers there. You know, but it's it's just the unbalanced, you know, you hear the term complimentary football, but the the Patriots offense hasn't been complimentary to any other two facets of the football. You know, th- that's why sometimes when I hear them talking on television, I'm like, complimentary to what? You know, like, this is the painful part right here. And so where I wouldn't worry about Joe Mixon throwing the ball everywhere, where I would be concerned would be the yards after catch from a Jamar Chase or, uh, or, or, or from Higgins. Boyd, he's been banged up, but you don't know. Hurst is out the tight end. so And then they got I, I, those two backs, Mixon and P. Ryan. Right. So... And and again, when it comes to the run, um, the the to me the Patriots defense is better against the run this year than what they've shown in the last couple of years, where that's where the leak was. Now it's it's one of those situations where okay, I'm not even thinking about hey Joe Mixon may I mean uh, you know Joe Burrow may throw for 300 yards. That's not the concern. The concern is can the offense move the ball and get it into the end zone at least three times. So At least three it, times. So then if it's on the offense, who do you think has more pressure, Mac or the coaching staff? Well, again, the coaching staff, because they're going to be putting in the game plan and so forth. But if you can't execute the game plan, then, you know, like the player walks into it as well. You know, you hear people say the coaches don't wear the jerseys. So if it's bad game planning, you know, I don't know how it shows up. You know, maybe, you know, like my concern one for the offense would be if the offensive line has a regression, right? If you start putting Mac into situations where it's third and eight, third and 10, and the offensive line continue, like starts to go back to a few weeks ago, and you're starting to see a large number of sacks, that's where it gets ugly. And that's where you say, okay, it is what's going on with the blocking scheme, right? And then you could say, there's where the coaching is. But if you're talking about players missing catches or overthrowing, you know, players like if you had the same situation with John o. Smith wide open on that second down play where Mac throws the ball, but he throw without any touch, if if John o. Smith was standing at the very edge of the end zone, you would almost wonder could he keep his feet in because the ball was thrown so poorly. Like those are player things, those are not coaching things, right? Because that play that was called was an excellent play called Called play. Like there was no defender there. Clearly, you saw something. It just wasn't executed. So that would be my concern is can the offense execute what's put in front of them, even though all the noise, because that's where everybody's feelings are. Nobody really wants to throw Mac under the bus. I just tell the truth. But, you know, Patricia's a really easy mark, right? He's an easy mark. Now, is he going to be fired? I don't think so. Because as I've said, if he's got tape that shows what he does and does well, Bailey Zappi's on that is on that promo tape, running the offense. So execution is. I think that's just. I think that's been kind of the conversation behind the scenes. Is okay. Are we executing what we've planned and practiced? And if we're not doing that, some of that falls on the players. 
It does. I mean, it, like I said, it's a real easy narrative to say Patricia's the problem. He needs to go and everything. But we are also talking about a team that's 500 right now. Yeah, it would he be, wasn't the problem last week. Not against the Raiders. Well, but here's the thing. It's a much easier sell if this team, you know, was was three and fourteen. You know, is, is heading towards a three and fourteen season. If they were three and three and twelve, or what? I don't know what no, fourteen, three and eleven. If they were three and eleven right now, and Matt Patricia was still calling the plays, and you were seeing some of the ineptness that we've been seeing this season, I think just as a fan base, it's just a lot tougher to see because you've seen supreme excellence with minimal. With with minimal targets, right? Tom Brady, uh, how many how many receivers are Hall of Famers outside of Randy Moss that he had? How many? How many will even will make you know last ballot? How many? You could probably argue none. I mean, think about it. In the pro game, they decided that this team could dominate with two tight ends being your primary receivers. <laughs> Think about that's very elementary, but yet, if you have someone who has the precision of Brady and Gronk, the toughness and what Hernandez could do with a little bit of speed as well, that was a formula that people were not expecting to see. They're beating you with throwing the tight ends and and like sixth round guys running across the middle. You don't have that ability here now, and that's why I understand how some people are saying, "Well, Bill's got to go and spend." Well, I'd be honest with you. If it's spending on anything, I would try and go get a top-notch offensive line. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. It's KJ. Got some thoughts on the Red Sox, plus we'll talk more Patriots getting ready for the game Saturday and NFL Dead or Alive next. Thank you so much for hanging out. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Late night, W-E-E-I, thank you so much for hanging out. KJ, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. We'll talk more Patriots here shortly and about a minute away from NFL Dead or Alive. But I have some thoughts real quick on the Red Sox. So I see some people's trousers are in a bunch. When I mention that, hey, if, if Heimblum is trying to pull the Patino die for Duncan, for those who remember that, all under the guise of get the payroll low, strip everything down this one year, and make a run at Shohei Otani. The reason why I believe that is because of the signing of Matsuhama, uh, I can't think of his last name. Masataki Yoshida. Masataki Yoshida. 
think of how the Fenway Sports Group works. It's a international, international presence. Okay, think about this. If you've got Otani and Matasada here playing for the Red Sox, the Red Sox become pretty much the richest team in baseball. They'll have the international market. I don't Yankee. know if anyone can be richer than the Mets, though, with their payroll. But that's local, right? That's really just screaming in one borough. The Yankees, yeah, they've got the you know they've got the history and so forth and everything like that. But if you've got two of the most recent stars of Japanese baseball on one team, and one of those players is the best player in baseball and pitches, and the other one is a more recent star in their league, they will be printing money at FSG. I, you, you may not want to hear that. I'm just talking to you from a business perspective. It's money you will never see, but is being made. So possibly you strip down everything you know. You might even say, you know what? We don't even keep Raphael Devers, as painful as that may be. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, Red Sox jerseys are falling from the sky like mana. Think about it. So you want you want the Red Sox in terms of Shohei Otani to... I didn't say I want... <laughs> well, but here's the thing. It's a business. It's a business. And I would also say, just Google the fastest growing group in Boston. Google it. It makes sense. Maybe just to me, that's perfectly fine. It might even bother you. So what? Because people say, oh, well, if they do this and this, I won't go to the games. There will be people who will pay 35% more than what you ever had and will gladly show up. Know that little casino there over there by the water? You're like, man, nobody no, nobody around here goes to that or whatever. Uh-huh. You think it's, guess how it's being kept afloat? Within the last 20 years, I really need to get the dead or alive, but I'm on a roll here. Within the last 20 years, there's this thing that they say you really need to learn. It's this book by uh, Ferris, Tim Ferris, The 4-Hour Workweek. And one of the first things it tells you is, while we're sleeping here in America, the rest of the world is at work. So if you've got Matasada and Otani as your stars of the Red Sox, folks, when we go to bed... Cash registers are ringing at whatever the version of Models is around the world. Ringing. People staying up to eons in the morning to watch the games. And you have a chance to get a potential piece of that? (sighs) Joe, you know when they talk about these, you know what, we'll do NFL Dead or Alive next hour because we're coming up on a break here and I don't want to cheat Dead or Alive. So apologies for those who literally came in to check in Dead or Alive. I'm joking when I say that. But, you know, I'm going to finish this and then I'll go to break. The thing with the team, as it's moving forward now, it's thinking about how is it going to make money in a sport where money is slowing widespread. Don't look at the Mets. Don't look at the Yankees. Start looking at the Pirates or the Reds. The Reds should be an ultimate pillar of the, of the league because they're the first team. They don't get paid like the first team. They get paid like the last team. So as you're moving into this new international world that we are in, these are things you may keep in mind when you're building out your team. So 
if if there may be a, 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 a insight to what high may be up to, it could be that. You know, I don't know, Joe. You you know these movies where, you know, they come out here and like, the hundred million dollar movies where they're like high sci fi or whatever. I don't want to pick a particular. Yeah, movie. like a bunch of CGI is is installed and they right. and they spend all the cash just on what? the CGI. Right, exactly. So movie comes out in America, they're like, oh man, it had a rough box office weekend. You know, it only did twenty million. And you know what the first thing they say is, waiting it to wait till it wait till it hits the Far East market. Then we can really gauge if the movie's gonna make money or not. And I think baseball, where its biggest cor- uh, correlation between what's being televised and where stars are being built. If you can get those stars both on one team and one of those stars is the biggest star in Major League Baseball too, FSG might buy a football team and a, and a basketball team with the money they will be printing. I know you don't want to hear that. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be Gordon Gecko here. Just kind of get you behind, get you behind the wall here a little bit. I do. I want to see Raphael Devers with a pen tomorrow. That's my emotions, right? But also understanding business. And trust me, I've had a lot of Timberland boot on my neck in this industry to remind me that it is a business. But that business says, how much money is sitting out there? It would be like making that CGI movie here and then sending it over there for everybody to buy up. All right, we continue the Patriots talk next. 617-779-7937. Text 37937. KJ Late Night WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 